0: Hey everybody and welcome again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman and today we are in James chapter 4. Now, James chapter 4 we're going to see is it's kind of connecting the dots between our relationship with each other and maybe the, the animosity or the, the tension that exists, the drama that exists between believers and ultimately our relationship with God. Now that said, let's jump in. We're going to look at the the first 10 verses of James chapter 4. And here's where it jumps in. Here's where it launches. It says, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. I want you to see that word passions. This is the the ungodly desires that exist within a person. This is the passions of the flesh, the things that you want that you don't have, and that instead of trusting the Lord, Instead of being content with what the Lord has given you, you do whatever means are necessary to lay your hands on the things that it is that you desire. That's all of this description here is someone who is willing to do whatever it takes to get what it is that they want. And ultimately, we're going to see when we get to verse 10, this is this is a lack of humility before the Lord. And so the this result is quarrels, and fights, and tension, and bitterness, and bickering, and, and all sorts of tension and conflict. Well, let's continue. Verse four says, you adulterous people. Now, this is intense. He's not saying that they're adulterous around each other. Ultimately, he's saying that they're adulterous with the Lord. As a husband and wife are to be faithful, we are to be faithful to the Lord as our highest affection and our highest allegiance, we are to follow and trust him. But instead, we are trusting and loving our passions rather than the Lord. So he says, you adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? This is If you're looking to make the worldliness and being like the world your, your, your goal, that makes you an adulterer with God and an enemy against him. It says, whoever therefore wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Now, this is not saying you can't be a friend with people of the world. No. In fact, we're called to be that. This is how we advance the mission. Jesus was a friend of sinners. We should be a friend of sinners. What this is saying is we are becoming lovers of the world system. Lovers of the things of this world. The pleasures that our internal passions desire. Verse five, or do you suppose that it is to no purpose that the, the scriptures say he yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us? He, he has given us life. We, we in our spirit, plus his spirit that dwells in us, he yearns to be our highest affection and our allegiance. He longs to be our God and we to be his people. And then when we choose to chase after these other things, we become an enemy of God. We become an adulterer against God and God jealously longs for us. Now jealousy here is a good thing. This is to jealously love that which is yours. I I have a jealous love for my wife. I I want to be her one and only husband. That's a good, jealous love. I have a jealous love for my kids. I want to be the the, uh, most caring adult man in their life. This is the kind of jealousy God has for us. Let's continue. It says, verse 6, I love this, but he gives more grace. You know, we we find ourselves chasing after the wrong passions, the wrong desires. We come to the conclusion that we have a friendship with God and we have an enmity, or a friendship with the world and an enmity with God, that we have become adulterous toward God because of our passions. But what is God's response? I love this. Even his jealous love for us, he gives more grace. So what is our response? Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You know, if we continue in our pride to say, I'm going to chase after my passions, I want to love the things of the world, well, God opposes us. But the moment we are humble and we say, God, I have chased after the wrong things, I have, I have been a lover of the world, and I, I'm, I, what is wrong with me? The moment we fall back, fall before the Lord and say, I have been lustful, I have been prideful, I have been angry, I have been selfish, I have been chasing after the wrong things, he gives more grace. I love that. Uh, He gives more grace. So our response, verse seven, submit yourselves therefore to God. Uh, Bow before him, lay your life before him open up your hands before him, open up your heart before him, say, God, I'm sorry, I was wrong, I turned back to you, I am yours. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. How do you do this? But through the cross, through Jesus and his death and resurrection, recognizing that you are God's child, you are redeemed, reconciled, and made new. You've been reborn, you are now his own possession because of Jesus' His death and resurrection. We draw near to God and, and God draws near to us. It says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. This is repentance. This is turning away from our wickedness and our evil passions and turning toward the Lord. It says, be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. This is, this is a genuine repentance. This is not a, you know what, I, I messed up, uh, I'm forgiven in Jesus and so, you know, everything's okay. This is, God, I'm so sorry, I hate this about me and I'm coming to you knowing that you give more grace. Be broken over our sin, be mournful over it and then in the Lord find our joy and our peace not in the things of the world. You see, this, this is ultimately revealing that when we have these tensions and these conflicts, it's because of what's going on inside of us and us wanting the wrong things. And our response is to turn to the Lord in grace, humble ourselves before him, find our contentment and our peace in who he is and what has been done for us in Christ. You know what, if I do that and then you do that, our tensions they they grow they they grow weak and they shrink as we are overwhelmed with the glory of god and the grace that has been given us but he gives more grace this is our ancient way for our modern day